Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about fire. So, what is fire if we look uh, at it from the higher perspective? Sure. Um, fire is a manifestation of um, higher realm divine masculine energies um, in material world. Not necessarily only third dimensional, but lower vibrational worlds, like a physical manifestation of a particular type of masculine energy, if you will. That masculine energy that fire represents is very forward-moving energy. It's a very action-oriented type of energy. It's the energy that makes the world go around in many ways because it represents desire and the wanting of creation of something bigger, better, different that already is. So it is that spark, that um, energy that creates something from nothing just through the virtue of uh, there existing a desire for that thing. Um, fire also represents energy symbolically and quite literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it represents things like achievement, success, um, movement in many ways, progress attainment of something um outward looking feelings of passion and creation um love in some aspects so fire is representative of the aspect of love um attraction um and it's not just in like a very lower dimensional space right but like for you to want something you need to experience attraction so fire energies are actually the moving energies behind the law of attraction if you will the like attracts like that's actually fire energies in motion that's so interesting yes so if we um i remember how we spoke about water and uh it felt like water has consciousness and it's like very old kind of energy is it the same uh, kind of thing you can tell about the fire like how old is it yeah so um there are multiple ways to look at it because you can look at fire as like i said like imagine divine masculine got split into a couple of different streams one of them would be fire Mm mm-hmm um, which by definition means that a p- 
part of source energy, the energy of source is contained within this frequency, this element. That's one aspect. Now, your third dimensional fire, right? Uh, the fire of material worlds. And by the way, fire, there is like um, higher dimensional fires, mid-dimensional fires, low dimensional fires. So your low dimensional fire is sponsored by a particular spirit energy, uh, soul energy, right? An entity, if you will. Hmm. And um, it is a very particular being that is driven, obviously, by their personal evolution and as as a part of their path, they believe that um, it serves them to serve others by sponsoring this fire energies. So um, that particular entity is not as ancient as the entity of the sponsoring entity of water on this planet. It's a much more youthful energy. Hmm. And that's actually really good for third dimensional fires, lower dimensional fires, because um, I don't know if you well, well let's look at um, humans, right? Human beings. Um, you tend to associate movement and that incessant desire for something with younger people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, of course, in older age, there are things like wisdom and, and you know, knowledge and intuition. Like, so there, there's like perfect timing for everything. And so um, in a way that the master entity of water representing wisdom and, and, and the, that mastery of the emotional time frame has to be an old spirit to be able to because like they've had to seen the movie before they've had to gone places been there done that right to master the full spectrum of emotions like it cannot happen overnight that's why it's a much older energy um rel relatively speaking and a much deeper older spirit for fire you have a spirit that's a lot younger which is not to say not to say again uh, everything is relative right older younger just like time incredibly relative as a concept but uh, because fire is that energy of movement, it's represented by an incessant younger masculine type spirit. Hmm. Um, in human years, if I were to provide an equivalent, it would be somebody that's actually like 23 to 25 years old, um, like a, a young man hmm. of, of that age. Um, so almost like young enough naive enough to still go for it yeah but you know it's it's not teens we're not talking 10 year old we're not talking an 18 year old like we're talking like mid-20s early to mid-20s so it's somebody like it's an energy that believes that they have like that it has the power and the confidence to actually make it happen so the energy of fire is that aspect of aspect of self-confidence and then going for it um, and the absence of self-doubt. Hmm. So that's so cool. So does it mean that like there is a particular fire that is kind of present in this 3D world and there would be another kind of fire yes. in another dimension, for example? Yes. So it's not always the case, right? Meaning like we're talking four elements, right? Yeah. The element of water, actually, there is just one for uh, lower dimensional, higher dimensional waters. Oh. Um, if you ask me why, the answer is because it can handle that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the answer, truly. Wow. So you, you have some spirits that 
are perfect chameleons and can handle a lot because of their depth, because of their breadth, because of their experience. And then there are certain other spirits that cannot take the full frequency or the full range, so they have to participate within a particular fra uh, frame of frequencies. So whereas there's only one spirit that governs the energy of water in all of the dimensions, um, there are three entities that govern fire across dimensions. So there is like lower fire dimensions are governed by this this creature that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Then there is the mid-range uh, entity and the, the high-level fire. Now, again, very generally speaking, and like when we're discussing the four elements, I have to overgeneralize to bring it home for you guys. Mm -hmm. From the grander perspective greater perspective the energy of fire are more higher dimensional frequencies meaning a part a big chunk of source energy is actually the energy of fire as, as i mentioned earlier right so fire also has a really really big range as an element Yes, it is present in, in your worlds that are very low dimensional worlds, but it's also present in the very higher top echelon, echelons of, of dimensions. So, which is not necessarily the case for water. Water doesn't exist beyond a certain dimension. So water exists in lower dimensions and mid dimensions. And higher dimensions, it actually, it's too heavy for high dimensions. Um, so it would it would be substituted by other elements if that makes sense huh. so water doesn't have as big of a range that's why it's almost from my perspective from you know perspective of like a higher dimensional being yeah. water is actually a low vibrating frequency which is again not to say that there's something wrong with it it's an incredibly nurturing frequency but fire actually really spans the gamut and that's why it's actually really quite impossible to find one being that could hold the fullness of fire unless we're talking source itself and of course source itself like uh, source itself likes to share right and and um likes to split itself right <laughs> yeah so it, it would almost not be fair if source was the sponsoring energy of fire in and of itself so you have three different entities that do the job for it that's really cool mm -hmm. so um for the sake of this conversation um does it make sense to talk more about the third dimensional fire yes, right i think so yeah because the others <laughs> it's kind of can be too hard well there are also too far removed from anything that you can conceptualize so it's going to be such a theoretical theoretical discussion that it might not even be useful got it that makes sense okay so if we talk about uh, third dimensional fire mm -hmm. i would like to maybe structure it the same way we did with water so we first look at looked at the kind of uh universal level like the what role it plays mm -hmm. there and then we looked at the um planetary level and then what role it plays in the uh, humanity life like in people's lives. So can we do the same? Um, universal level, then planetary level, then personal level. Yes. Uh -huh. Let me see. 
you see like fire is almost like straightforward like i don't know if you've noticed but masculine energies tend to be fairly straightforward and i don't want to say less complicated but um more um, what would be like a better synonym 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 for straightforward not like black and white that would be like the wrong way of putting it but um they're very transferable um meaning there is not as much of a difference between fire energy from the universal perspective in terms of the purpose compared to planetary compared to personal right uh, because it's still that inception of creativity mm-hmm. right yeah. now we could talk about separately if you want to how the energies of fire manifest within humans that would be very different though it would be a different question mm-hmm. right like in terms of temperament and you know uh, the fire element present within the human body but um the um uh, element of fire being one of the most important creative energies um, from the higher dimension represents all of creation, frankly, right? That desire to create and the actual act of creation itself. And we're talking creation of anything, worlds, systems, uh, the matrix, um, planets, constantly anything, uh, bodies, humans, animals, like be- uh, before creation could happen there had to be the element of fire Hmm. right um because it you know fire within itself kind of like represents again like forward moving energy right so electricity and magnetism would um all be part uh you know inclusive in the fire aspect right so that's why I say it makes the world go round because without fire, quite literally, we would not have anything. Now, fire is a really hard energy to sustain, right? Hmm. So fire is, and it's not actually meant to be sustained. So the perfect state of fire is when it burns bright, like the flare, if you will, and then a period where it winds down a little bit and maybe like almost quiets down and then another flare up, right? And, and you can see that by the activity of the sun, because the sun is not equally active um, day in and day out. It go, it's going through its own cycles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, sun goes through 11-year um, cycles. And, and then, of course, like sometimes like <laughs> um, you guys would like, I don't know, accidentally like half of humanity would have a headache. It's because, you know, of the activity in the sun, right? Like so the sun really impacts you. And the reason I'm bringing the sun up is because that is one of the very physical third dimensional um, aspects of that divine fire energy. So anything that has to do with the sun and anything that you associate to be with the qualities of the sun are also fire qualities by definition. Hmm. So fire is all about heat, right? And heat is one of the energies that is needed for any type of growth, right? So, in order to create anything, start any movement, build a company, um, bring a new life, you need fire energies. Again, that aspect of creation. And to be able to sustain and motivate over time, right? Now, of course, like I said, fire goes through its cycles also. It cannot be. It's one of those energies that within the human body, um, that is the one that eats up the most. Um, it gives out a lot of energy, but it also 
takes a lot of energy to sustain it. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you should think about it, you know how like if you're um, if you have a bonfire, if you have a fireplace burning, if it's not an electric, obviously fireplace, but the real one, you have to feed it, right? So like imagine the um, I don't know, like if you have pool, a pool of water, like it doesn't really require that much maintenance, so to say, like you don't always have to feed it something for the water to like be in the pool, like it doesn't evaporate so quickly. And you don't to main you don't have to maintain quote unquote water, for instance, or like maintain earth in the same way that you need to maintain fire because fire, while producing so much outward moving energy, consumes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's why it's it's really actually um ill advised, it's not advisable to uh, forever sustain fire. Like in, you know, whether like we're talking as, as a human, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're a fire element, like you have to really know how to nurture your fire and sometimes replenish it, like put it out. Now, I might be jumping around a little bit between levels, but um, really it like represents creation, confidence, forward moving energy, hitting the target and, and, and success pretty much any which way you look, whether that's universal level, whether that's galactic level, whether that's planetary level, whether that's personal level, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, if we're looking at planetary level, there are other qualities of fire outside of creation. Um, there is a lot to the energies of fire. So, th- so fire is on the planetary level and maybe galactic level as well is used for purification. So in third dimensional worlds, fire is one of the best purifiers you could have. Um, better than water even. Uh, better than air. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fire thus is also the energy that could help elevate something in terms of its vibrations, cleanse the old, start with the new, right? So very, very important cleansing properties. Fire has incredibly important protective properties on this planet as an energy. So maybe less so physical fire that you're thinking, but there's also energetic fire, right? including on in 3d properties so um fire is incredibly mm, protective as an energy and now that i'm thinking about like in um you know how very often like things that are associated with like religions although i'm not going to go into religion a very controversial topic but very often in like churches and things like they would burn um incense they would burn um candles all of that is bringing the element of fire and all of that is used for purification. So here's a good example for you for use of fire on the planetary level, mm. right? Now, of course, people come into these spaces, churches, um, in order to feel more connected with the divine. And one way of getting there is that aspect of purification. Um, and, you know, so like smudging and like burning incense definitely was initially well initially was started by like shamanic cultures and and uh priests uh, and like priesthood but like it was adopted by religion as a ritual of purification mm-hmm. so again like fire has an ability to take a particular energy and bring it up a dimension even like your like your third dimensional fire so like it brings you closer to like 5d energies or arguably 60 energies if you've already transferred to if you've traveled and transferred successfully to the 5d mm-hmm. um protection um against 
spirits, uh, dark spirits um, against mm, any type of outside um, influence that mm-hmm. might be undesired. So fire can help with that, especially higher frequency, higher dimensional fires. Um, fire also represents um, motivation. I don't know if that's different to what I what I said before, right? But on a planetary level, like it represents um, being motivated to do something. It also represents connection with the divine, to be honest, in more ways than one. So very often, and if you think about the Bible, for instance, not that that's a great reference, but very often um, the prophet would see an angelic being, um, you know, in fire, like surrounded by fire, right? Mm. So very often when higher type beings are being, you know, show themselves, just to show themselves, whether that's in dream state or actual you know to the actual prophets um they are either surrounded by fire or they're surrounded by a halo which is another aspect of fire frankly it's the same thing you can think of human aura as a byproduct or the same type of energy as as fire um it's, it's they're cut from the same cloth so um you know fire is that connection to the divinity that you have right and again the reason being is because fire spans the gamut so just because fire is third dimensional here right in on this plane doesn't mean that the element itself i cannot travel up and down that ladder if you will right Mm -hmm. so because it's cut from the same cloth like fire has a range and it's a very big range and it goes very very high like to basically source from zero to 100 from alpha to omega uh, that that that's why it would represent that upward energy that moves you closer to spirit, closer to your higher self, um, closer to your spirit guides, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's the planetary aspect of fire. Yeah. Um, on the personal level, within a human, fire is your ability to manifest things in the physical. 1 billion percent. So it's not only the confidence um, the, and the desire, but also the the can-do attitude. And I mean, literally the energy that you need to make things happen. And I'm not just talking physical energy. So it's physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, spirit energy, all of the above combined, right? So um, all of that energy would, would be, uh, like fire would be the corresponding element to that. Um, Fire also represents uh, your father energies, right? So your relationship to fire tends to resemble or be a a good indication, good symbolism for how you relate to your own father as well as your divine father, right? The divine masculine, Um, the 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 masculine aspect of the creator energies, right? Hmm. So that would be one way to think about fire. Um, in what way like you're scared of fire you love fire you yes exactly yourself. so you, you always have a relationship with each of the four elements mm-hmm. not only do you as a human have a relationship you also represent one or a few elements or carry that frequency in your body so if your physical body um and by physical i don't 
I, I don't mean just physical. I actually mean three physical bodies of yours. So um, your, well, you can, so basically it's your physical, your energetic, and your emotional body could, could technically be like all, you know, uh, and we can even throw mental in there as well. Like they can all be reduced to one of the four elements technically speaking, frequency-wise, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing, like, how you could, um, like, your name could be reduced to a number in yeah. numerology, the same way, uh, like, if we were to condense all that you are, you would represent one or two elements, generally. Oh, that's cool. Um, so your relationship um, to um, fire is closely correlated to um, how you feel about your your father, right? So, like, by the virtue of everything being reducible to an element, not only do you, you yourself represent an element, but you also have relationships with all the other element combinations and single elements as well, right? So, by relationship, I mean how you give and receive energy, how you exchange energy. Give and receive is really the exchange with that element outside of yourself. And a good indication of, of your relationship, like I said, with um, the fire element would be um, your relationship with your dad. They're directly correlated. The same thing with your mother and water. So they're like, it's the same type, type of parallel. And by relationship, I mean, um, are you, yeah, like, are you afraid of it? unbeknownst to yourself like are you scared some some people are just really scared of fires Hmm. um they wouldn't keep like candles in their houses because they would i don't know they're afraid of causing a fire or like losing property to a fire or like they would never burn a fireplace um so are you afraid of it um (laughs) it's funny like some people are afraid of being cremated after death that's kind of like an interesting aspect of being afraid of fire, but it, it, it exists on planet earth. Um, being, um, how do you feel towards the sun? Because sun is like one of the bigger aspects of the fire energies that you come across in, um, in your day-to-day life. Right. So do you welcome the sun? Can you really, do you thirst for the sun when it's not around? Like if it's a gloomy, murky day, do you feel like, oh my God, I wish there was sun? Like if you crave the element, if you feel really comfortable with it, if you want to surround yourself with that element, then you have a good relationship with it. Um, When you're in denial or don't care much or dislike it, these are all aspects of imbalance, right? So to reiterate, you don't necessarily have to hate fire to have a bad relationship with it. If you don't care about it, it, you don't have a great relationship with it either. Yeah. Right? So if you don't have a close relationship with your dad and was okay, I guess not worse, not better than the rest, like you still don't have a great relationship with fire energies. There is more integration that you could be doing. That makes sense. Yeah. And the same is true with uh, water and mother energies. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe a little bit easier to explain. I... Uh, worried about drowning do you enjoy swimming like that was all like that would all be indications of your relationship with water mm-hmm. yeah makes sense and uh, i was also thinking about uh like uh we had many episodes about flames um is there a difference between flames and fire um 
I, I, this was a really, really insightful question. No, there isn't. The only difference is that the different flames are a different aspect of fire energy. Oh, wow. uh, some of them are different dimensions, right? Well, we've spoken that there are higher dimensional flames, lower dimensional flames, etc., etc. But yes, it is. Um, all of them are uh, fire element. Wow. How, how does it work? Does it mean that fire is so complex that it has so many... Well, because Colors, it's shades. what where what it drives all creation. Do you remember how I told yeah. you that the the flames are really like the toolkit that enabled source energy create everything? Right. Well, that's why, because like that's all really fire. Ah. Right. Interesting. So you cannot say the same about water. No. Oh, got no. it. Okay, so water doesn't have many different shapes and forms. It's no. just water. Uh. I mean, there, there are higher and lower dimensional waters, but not to the same extent as fire. And um, it can be considered a very nurturing and motherly element, but it, it's not the element that created all of existence. I see. That makes sense. Okay. And uh, in 3D, I saw myself like the fire sometimes has different colors like it's usually more like traditional yellow than there is blue and uh even purple Wait, what does it mean like why why fire is represented in different colors in 3d um the very physical answer to your question is that that fire is of different temperatures uh-huh so even when you look at the sun right like it's kind of um um it you know if you look towards the center it's a little bit more white and then if you look towards the outer corners it's maybe a little bit more yellow so like it's not the same um it's not the same temperature so your hottest fire is white um your coolest fire is red orange mm -hmm. uh blue and purple is somewhere in between so there is no spiritual meaning behind oh there is spiritual meaning yeah, what's the spiritual meaning? Behind well, the, the same thing, right? Like, now again, um, most of the fire on, on planet Earth is yellow-orange fire. Yeah. That's like most of it. Mm -hmm. Blue fire is common in your cooking stoves. That's your blue fire. And it's about a thousand degrees hotter than your orange fire in your candle flames. Mm -hmm. right uh which is not to say <laughs> i'd like to say that um your stove fire is a lot more spiritual but uh, th that'd probably be an understatement because like <laughs> it's not used towards a spiritual purpose so um y you know like unless you, you use something it doesn't really serve that purpose so i cannot say that but technically speaking the color of the fire was would correspond to the level of clearing purification and protection properties that it has right uh -huh. so your white fire which you didn't ask me and arguably it, it's really really rare on this planet like it does exist right um you know the white fire would generally be in those very very rare instances when an angelic being is manifesting itself in, in the physical it has happened it would generally be white fire because as far as the dimensions of this planet is concerned an angelic being is very high dimensional 
Mm-hmm. Um, so technically, you would use different frequencies of fire again in the same way that you would use the flames. Mm. Interesting. Right. So it's there is a complete correspondence, right? So I, I saw, for example, some images on the internet. I don't yeah. know if it's true, but it's basically it's a candle that has purple yeah. color or a candle that has uh, blue color. Yeah, okay, so for the most part, though, uh, these are kind of like the fake it till you make it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're using all kinds of artificial dyes to make it happen. So, although that those fire energies are higher vibrational just because they're more reminiscent of, um, like, those primordial flames, if you will, mm-hmm. they might not necessarily carry that same imprint, unfortunately. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Any colored fire, generally speaking, would be a little like m- more higher dimensional. So it gets a, it's a higher frequency fire, hotter, higher frequency. And it Those always are has to do with the temperature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. That makes sense. And um, how how does one can work with the fire energy? Oh wow! Uh, we're gonna really have the to. Super, we're gonna really have to go more broad, narrow than right. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's three billion ways to work with fire and en- energies. What exactly are you interested? I, in? Is there maybe some like the foundation? We we know that it's purification, it's manifestation, right? And uh, it's like this creative energy. Um, is there like some kind of foundation what you should know about fire like how you should work with it because it's too too many topics right for different kind of meditation it can be a different topic well i can start talking and then you tell me if you uh, are able to formulate a more narrow question mm-hmm. um so the one the first thing to get right about the fire energies is that the house of your fire energies the first house um is your solar plexus chakra right your inner sun is your solar plexus chakra it's yellow it's corresponding to the father sun that you see in the sky right so um your relationship to the fire energies and the health like and the health of your solar plexus are incredibly interconnected interrelated correlated right so the number one probably most um most mundane not to again not to be judgmental uh by using this language uh most mundane very um basic way of working with fire is being able to maintain your energy levels right um in the physical world like you want to make sure that you have enough energy to be able to move around, to do what it needs to get done. You know, obviously, especially now you're giving away your energy to all kinds of different sources that are, might be taking it unbeknownst to you, right? So having a healthy solar plexus and a healthy relationship with fire is going to enable you to be productive, joyful, happy, and healthy in the physical, hmm. right? So that yeah. all of these things are incredibly important for your everyday human. It is also, you know, being able to connect into that center and play with your inner fire, not play and master your inner fire, I think is incredibly important if you want to um, be able to accomplish things 
in the most smooth, seamless way possible without feeling like you're slaving away. Right. right. So a couple of things here. Um, I've kind of already give, gave you, uh, given you a, a little bit of a cheat sheet. If you're lacking energy, um, the quickest way for you to replenish that energy is the sun. In more ways than one. Uh, going outside and just being exposed to the sun and imagining that the physical sun is filling up your yellow solar plexus center with its beautiful light. Now, you don't have to be outside necessarily, but vitamin D is important if you are to replenish yourself because you're a little bit like a battery and battery needs to be recharged. And one of the ways to do that is to be in the sun. Um, also, you could do um, all types of meditations that connect you to the energy of the sun in your mind's eye. Like you don't have to be in the proximity of the sun. You can even do those meditations at night if you choose to. Like it's completely up to you, right? And um, one of these meditations is imagining that like literally your inner sun, right? Like there is like a sphere. Like imagine that you always have your inner sun in in the center of your belly. Um, as you're breathing in, imagine how that sun is expanding outside of your body and then you're breathing out and the sun uh, maybe contracts a little bit, but, um, connecting the sun energy to the breath and really feeling and expanding your solar plexus is a really, really good exercise to bring, um, your inner energy in harmony with the outside world. What you want to do is be able to expand your solar plexus center to a sphere um, that would cover your whole body. Basically, you want to be inside of that sphere of yellow. So if you were to outstretch your arms, right, um, the left and to the right, that should be the diameter of that sphere, right? So really work on expanding your solar plexus chakra. Um, it's kind of, you know how... Um, this concept of like lung capacity. So when you go underwater, right? Like a, a lot of people are not able to hold their breath underwater for a prolonged amount of time, like longer than a minute because their lung capacity is limited. Now, of course, divers are able to sometimes hold their breath for up to 10 minutes. Uh, maybe 10 is pushing it, but like definitely seven, eight. But it doesn't happen over overnight, right? Like they have to train for that. And by doing that, they increase their lung capacity. Um, and you know, they obviously also have to figure out how to regulate that energy. So like they don't go through that breath. Um, so they have to really slow down their heartbeat is what I'm saying. But, um, where I was going with this is that your solar plexus has capacity in the same way that your lungs have capacity to hold air. Your solar plexus chakra has capacity to hold energy, if that makes sense. So by you expanding that with your breath, and practicing, what you're doing is you're increasing your body's capacity to hold on to life-giving energy and life-giving force. You hold, you increase your capacity to hold on to confidence, um, to um, all the great stuff that you want basically to be able to manifest things. Yeah. Right? And so the higher the capacity, the easier things become for you. Right? Like, because if your capacity is so small and you're going after big goals, there is no freaking way in, like, there's no way that you can be able to achieve that. So increasing the capacity of your solar plexus, increasing the diameter of your inner sun is incredibly important, right? Being able to charge that, 
So imagine that your solar plexus is connected to the father's son through a cord, like an umbilical cord. And imagine that at any point in time, and by the way, I urge you to, to do so right now. Like it's going to take three seconds because like, as, as I'm watching it right now, half of humanity, huh, better half of humanity, <laughs> like a good 85% don't even know that, that there is an umbilical cord, uh, even subconsciously, they're like not aware of it. And the ones that do are not using it correctly. Um, so for a lot of you, this cord is so disused that it's not even like yellow. Like it's supposed to be the yellow cord, you guys. It's not black or brown or gray. What the hell? I'm just looking at it right now. So start sending energy from your center, your belly center to the sun and start receiving it back because that highway, that road is not at all well-traveled. So all of you, most of you are malnourished as far as energy is concerned in the physical and the reason being is because you guys are not connected to the sun energy, to your father energy, and that's the source. So you are constricting your own life force and almost like saying no to one of the most endless resources that you have access to, right? So really work through the cord. You might even want to zoom in and really do some cleanup, like really get rid of the dirt and debris, all the blackness that's in there. Because there's somehow there's a lot of smog, fog, and all kinds of other things. It's not supposed to be in this channel of light. This is what it is. That umbilical cord is supposed to be a channel for light. So really clean up all of that mess. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Expand your belly with your breath. And then send your energy to the sun. Whatever energy you send to the sun, you're going to receive back 10x. That's just how Father Energies work. Um, so don't be worried. Oh my God, like I'm going to give all the energy that I have. No, it actually is going to work the reverse. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying, uh, I'm, I'm looking really quickly if, if there are other things that I need to say here about the sun based on the state of humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of people, there are a lot of people that um, have, <sighs> what an interesting thing. So if you're feeling unmotivated, um, if you're feeling tired, if you feel disempowered to make choices in life or to be able to move through your circumstances, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that, you guys. So uh, pay attention if this sounds like uh, uh, what you are. Or if you don't feel happy, if you don't feel optimism, if it's really hard for you to connect to joy, if you don't feel joyful more often than not, if you're depressed or anxious, well, maybe not anxious, but depressed specifically, and I'll explain why, um, you, you're disconnected to your fire. Uh, what I'm seeing on an energetic level, a lot of you, instead of having fire energies in your solar plexus, you guys have water. And that is like the most ridiculous misappropriation of energy that you could have in 3D. Um, that's why a lot of you are missing fire under your belly. Because like, yeah, the fire has been extinguished, you guys. And that's why the going is so hard. Is because you don't have the motor. Like your car doesn't have the engine. So if your car doesn't have the engine, it is impossible for you to get going. 
every day when you wake up, you're like, God, I can't believe I have to do this all over again. Well, because you don't have the fuel. There is no fuel. There is no heat. There is no motor. There, nothing is running. Like you're like this old rusty car. So here's what you need to do. If this sounds familiar, if this sounds like you. Go to your solar plexus and release all the water that's been holding in there. It's like a swamp, energy of the swamp. Like you really have to, like imagine that it's a sphere and you can poke like a bunch of holes in that sphere and really let go of that water. So the water should just like let it go, like let it go of the water. It's going to sip through like a sift, right? Like it's, it's going to leave the water like um, the, the sphere like a sift. And then you want to actually place the sun inside of that yellow center and allow the sun to dry up any of like the, the mushy soil that remains, right? Because this is like a swampy area we, that we need to drain of water. And now we have to dry everything out and make it like really nice um, so that the sun energies can even anchor in the fire can never anchor in water. That is the one energy that kills fire the most, right? So, um, fire can anchor itself in air and fire can anchor itself in like, um, in earth type of energies, but not water. So, um, this exercise could be, this practice could be incredibly helpful, uh, for people. Is there anything else that you specifically want me to offer as a meditation or a practice because i don't want to go on a tangent here uh-huh yeah so that was amazing actually uh thank you for sharing that and um so in terms of meditations maybe um i don't know if the sun is the best representation of fire like what if you just want to connect with the fire energy so you have this access to manifest, to create, uh, to purify, like you kind of always have it. Um, is there like a way you can build this connection so you kind of nourish it uh, in your daily life? So the fire for manifestation and the fire for purification are very different fires and they work differently. Mm. Um, you would connect with the sun not as a means of purification, but as a means of energizing. Okay. So sun is good for manifestation. Sun is good for hitting targets. Sun is good for low energy. Sun is uh, not great for purification. It's okay. too lower dimension. Uh-huh. Unless you go to the central sun, but most people won't. Just knowing that. So if you want the energy of purification... What you want to call on is the white fire. That's the best purification flame. It's the same thing as white flame. Uh-huh. Um, so what you want to imagine is you could imagine yourself in the temple of the white, uh, like the white flame, the white fire temple. And it's really just very spacious. And um, when you're inside it, actually, this temple has um, the floor is like a chest. Ch like um it has checks um like a chessboard black and white checks um so like the tiles black and white tiles that's how you know you're inside that temple mm -hmm. and then in the middle of the temple there is like, this beautiful white fire like 
not quite milky like it's it's transparent but it's 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 gorgeous and it like feels like very angelic and in some ways and so if you need to purify uh, and by the way purification also helps with healing although it might be a little bit too high dimensional for healing like you probably just want to use the green flame but you could also use white if you really wanted to um, and so you want to literally step into the fire so um step into the fire and let that fire encircle you and consume you so if you want to purify yourself you always want to make sure that the fire energies cover your feet first and then go up because the purification actually doesn't start from top to bottom starts from bottom to top right that's why mm -hmm. it's important that the fire is underneath you and then you want to enable that energy to go from the soles of your feet up 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 and then you know uh eventually get extracted through the top of your head um there are a lot of, you know, ancient rituals around purification where people would jump over fire or even walk over coals. And all of those uh, rituals are purification rituals. Hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And they purify more than just your physical body, by the way. They purify your um, ener energetic body, those types of rituals, emotional and even mental. That's so interesting that you mentioned uh, rituals. Uh, is there a difference between like a meditation and a ritual? Like yes. which one is more effective or, or the, they're kind of both effective? The difference between a meditation and a ritual is a meditation is something, oh, sorry, uh, the ritual is something you do in, in the third dimensional world with s some activities. Like you burn a candle, you do some type of action. I don't know, like a tarot reading would be considered a ritual. When you have to burn something, write something down, I don't know, uh, wrap. <laughs> There's all, all types of ritualistic activities. So like it, but it, um, it's connecting to the energies, but it's through physical activity. Uh -huh. Meditation is the opposite of physical activity. That's you just in your mind's eye doing energetic practices. So that's a difference, mm -hmm. right? Now, some rituals could include part meditation, but that would just be like a smaller part. Yeah. Like chanting, you know, would would uh, be a ritual, not a meditation, if that makes sense. Is it possible that for some people, meditation is more effective and for some people, ritual is more effective? Um, well, what an interesting question you're asking. I would say that the only reason that that might be the case is that it's a personal preference, mm -hmm. right? Like some people, for instance, would might prefer rituals because they they somehow it's like a placebo effect that they believe that it works more because like they're burning a candle or they're doing something physical. Um, it's not that one works better than the other, though, in, in actuality, like in actuality, both are just as effective mm. or rather they are just as good as the person that's practicing it right yeah that's so cool uh i think because we uh covered a lot of uh, flames already in previous episodes so our listeners can just go to this episodes if they want to go deeper into different colors yeah different properties yes that's a great uh, suggestion yeah and uh i'm just curious about maybe some rituals what are the most uh like common and uh not even common but effective rituals that people can do with fire the most common is burning a candle uh-huh uh so every candle um color right like um 
I'm not talking the color of the flame, but the candle, uh, the wax itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, already carries with itself a particular aspect of your reality. Um, and they're very correspondent to the chakras, like in the most simple, simplistic way possible, right? So um, if you are, um, and of course, candles are used in rituals all the time, right? Like a uh, green candle, for instance, uh, where the wax is green, is used a lot in health type rituals, vitality, abundance, money, all of that, right? So the simplest rituals with fire would be to burn a candle of a particular color. Black candle, for instance, is really good for purification. Um, red candle is really good for grounding. Um, red candle is really great for working through ancestral trauma. It's really good for connecting to your totem animal. Um, to uh, understanding the deeper wisdom of um, the collective humanity. So that's um, the the red candle, for instance. Um, Yellow is really good for connecting to your joy, connecting to your um, purpose and manifestation. Um, Blue candle, obviously good for communication and self-expression, for clearing karmic debts and karmic ties, uh, for um, clearing, cutting cords with old relationships, actually. Um, That's all the blue. I mean, violet, obviously, is connecting to the higher realms, connecting to your spirit guides, um, embodying, um, the, you know, the wisdom um, and, and just mastering um, the spiritual aspect of living and maybe integrating a spiritual and the physical, right? So, like, that would be the simplest rit- ritual with fire. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if you're feeling adventurous, you could jump over bonfire, um, you know, used to be a, a very, very common thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as you do that, what you want to do is you want to set intentions, right? Like if you want to get rid of something, um, the energies of fire, again, like used for purification are incredible. And there are multiple ways that you can do that. You can write something that you want to get rid of on a piece of paper and then burn that piece of paper. That's one. Uh, another one is, like I said, bur- um, when you're jumping through a, a burning bonfire, what you want to do is set an intention of all the things that you want to release. It could be releasing an old habit, an addiction of yours, a relationship, a person that no longer loves you, or a person that maybe died and, and that you feel like somehow you're not, you're still grieving, right? Like whatever you want to release, you can give that to the fire. And then when you jump over, it's almost like a symbol for getting over that hurdle or a symbol that it no longer has any power over you, right? So again, like there's a lot of symbology in, in ritual magic. Yeah. Um, you can transform the energies uh, with two candles if you want. Um, you can take one, uh, like two different color candles, um, put one in point A, put two in point B and connect them with like a piece of fabric or a piece of cloth or like um just a thread, right? Yeah. And turn one into the other. Huh. That's so cool. Yeah. Um 
I'm kind of going on a whim. So if you want to be a little bit more specific, it would be, it would help because like there's really so much you can do with fire. Yeah, too much. That... Yeah, I see that. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm do, not seeing anything specific. Yeah. No, that's cool. I I think that it, we can do just a separate episode. Well, one or... thing that I, I will say though is, so there is a lot of fear on planet Earth around everything. Huh. It's a very fear-based dimension you could say yeah so fire is a really really good healthy energy to tackle the energy of fear um you know how they say that uh fear dissipates in action because uh, you know why because action is fire incarnate mm-hmm. like when you're in action it's fire and fire burns through fear energies so if you're fearful of something you can imagine that as a black clot of energy and you want to put a fire underneath it and in this particular case it doesn't really matter you can use the yellow or the red fire it doesn't really matter because your fear is so low vibration that any fire is going to be high vibrational compared to your fear energy and so you really just want to want to give that fear to the fire and just allow it to burn Hmm, that's so cool yeah i was thinking uh just now because most people actually uh interact with fire when they cook something yeah right that's the most common way yep most people don't burn candles even right Uh, yeah you'd be surprised (laughs) you mean a lot of people burn candles enough people burn candles yeah yeah yeah. but all people cook not a lot of people cook well arguably your most frequent interaction with the fire is lights because electricity is fire oh Okay, so given that light and cooking is the most common and way And then people... sun. It's really hard for you to everywhere. avoid the sun, yeah, I'm you assuming. Can... How can, is there anything you can, how can you transform this like light and cooking into a ritual, fire ritual? Is there a way you can do that? Yeah, so in the same way that you're charging water, you can charge fire. Hmm. Uh, with say you you want to charge um the fire that it is you know in the stove um yeah. with the energy of health and vitality for your whole family so you can just really place your hands around the stove like in the burning fire and imagine that through your hands it's being infused with the energy of health and vitality for your whole family everybody who's going to eat that meal you can do that so basically you can infuse fire with anything that you want Oh, and it's going to so start cool. hair having those properties in because the same way that water would. I thought that water has this property of kind of absorbing or like memory, right? Yeah. Uh, does fire has the same property or is fire just has the same property? It just it, it doesn't sustain it very well. Ah. So, um, you know, with water, technically speaking, right? Like you could charge the whole lake with a particular frequency, it would hold on to that frequency. Fire doesn't hold on to frequencies that that well. So every time you cook a new meal, you're going to have to like rest, like reset it. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. But uh, because you are part source energy, you impact every single element in the material world because compared to your own higher self and your own consciousness, any physical element is lower vibration and thus is has to succumb to your will so can you charge fire absolutely why wouldn't you be able to? <laughs> that's so cool okay and uh what about the light 
What about it? <laughs> uh, how can you what about it? the light is a very very hard question to answer the how, what about the ritual uh, like the ritual with the light yes uh-huh uh you mean the sunlight no 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 like electric light that we use like in our apartments and houses <laughs> mm. must you have a ritual with with electricity <laughs> I just like I, I guess you could I just don't see why you want to yeah I'm just no I, I remember we we're just talking that these are the most so that's common I could give you a do. ritual listen like I I, I have uh, I have billions of rituals in you know w- w- where I'm getting my information <laughs> from yeah one thing I'll tell you is like again like fire is not the energy that sustains itself very well so you can ward a house using electricity Um, and what I mean by that, like you can protect your home using the um, network of electricity, right? Because electricity is a network, uh, meaning like it surrounds your home almost like a, a web, right? However, you're going to have to reset it every day because fire is not good at sustaining itself, mm-hmm. right? So like as soon as like your lights are off, that's it, the current is broken, So whatever you infuse that current with, as soon as the switch go- comes off, that's it. It's gone. Next time, when you turn on that switch, you have to start all over again. That that's the problem sense. with fire. Now, um, say you have a room, right? And in that room, you have four different um, sources of electric light. Like, say, whether it's four lamps or whatever. Like, you have a floor lamp and a ceiling lamp or whatever. Like, you could... Um, infuse each of them with a protective frequency or a purification frequency or whatever else right so again like you can use your hands or don't have to use your hands you can just use in your mind's eye just like sending um like a, it's almost like a code like transmitting a code of like hey like you have to protect this room for instance from evil or i don't know poverty mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever whatever bad energies you don't want to have in that room right and then It's um, making sure that all of these four individual sources of light are connected by a thread that almost makes them one into one network. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you close them into a network, it creates an electric field that surrounds the whole room and protects it mm-hmm. in the way that you want. Like that is an example of a, um, of a ritual, of a practice. But like I said, the moment the lights are off, it's gone. Because the fire cannot sustain itself. And not only that, but the fire is incredibly good at resetting itself. That's one of the properties of the fire. Because it's so good at purification, it's always like reset, 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 back to zero, back to zero. So you have to constantly infuse it. In From that perspective, water is a much more grateful entity. And so is earth, by the way. So you're way better off, you know, Uh, working with the lane li- ley lines under your house if you're like looking to to set the wards and to create protection that you are with the energy of fire to be honest wow that's that's really good to know though yeah thank you all right that's cool thank you for sharing this amazing information with us uh, today and uh, now i'm going to end our session Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello 
at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.